the ecclesia reflects a state within a state and must, it is, it is fundamental and a priority that we understand the model of government that we need. We kind of miss the whole point because we are dealing with two extremes, people who've been um, subjected to wrong government and people who've been implementing it. What we end up trying to do is saying theocracy is us ruling the government based on my ideology is really what they're saying. What was left out or who was left out? God did not tell man to govern another man. He did not tell Adam to govern people. Hello and welcome to Unlock the Kingdom Within You. This podcast explores the profound truth about what it means to be born into the kingdom, not a religion. On this podcast, we challenge the religious and denominational norms which shackle us from expressing the liberty of Christ by exploring the kingdom, the ecclesia, and citizenship. If you're born into the kingdom but lost in religion, then this channel is just for you. So thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe. Another core plank, when we talk about the, how we're going to build this society, when we're again having to think about the society, the society that Jesus has in mind, We've talked about community, we've talked about education, now we're talking about governance. Um, Now, I know this sits right in the heart of David's territory in particular. Um, And so I'm I'm gonna, I can't wait to hear what David has to say about this. But it's imperative, I would say this, it's as if, for example, that people across the globe have been slowly cooked in boiling water and are only very vaguely coming to realize that the governance across the globe is actually the problem. We've had institutions for hundreds, somewhat thousands of years that have been stable, but as soon as people come into governance that cannot manage those institutions, society begins to crumble. So governance is really important and it's a fundamental part of the dominion that the that one the Lord gave man at the beginning in Genesis that he forfeited and transgressed and rebelled against, but two also that is restored to us through Jesus Christ, um, and that's something that's really really important. And so we're going to talk a little bit first of all about understanding government and governance. All right, so we want to define that. So David, I'm going to ping you, put you in the hot seat first on this. I'd love <laughs> okay. to hear what you have to say, but I just thought I'd lay a little bit of a foundation there and then you can build off of it. Well, I guess we have to, the starting block is that the kingdom of God is the dominion of God. And that dominion is God's government. That's the first block. The second block is that that government has existed since before the foundation of the world. And that that government, that kingdom of that God has never changed. It's been the same yesterday, today, and forever. Within that government, there is a theocracy. There is not a democracy. There's not a monarchy. There's not any other, like we have here on earth, we have examples of different types of how government functions. But in God's kingdom and God's government, there is a theocracy. God is the almighty king along with the son and with the Holy Spirit. That's where we, we have to, the, any conversation of government within the realm of the kingdom must start with that understanding. Now, saying all that, you just spoke about the dysfunctionality and how government has just gone down the precipice uh, uh, around countries 
And, uh, but where you see the worst example of total lawlessness and out of order and disorder is in the church. It's in the religious church. We, we've heard, for instance, uh, when I, shortly after I came into ministry, uh, four decades ago, I've been in ministry 50 years, uh, there, there was a movement called the Restoration Movement. And they were, uh, the, 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 the word that was going out is, this was the restoring of the apostolic, the restoring of the fivefold, and the restoring of God's government. Well, unfortunately, most of the voices and most of what was done within that restoration, all it did is it made it worse because the fivefold didn't know what the fivefold was supposed to do. So they started doing things that it was never the intention of God in his kingdom, nor in Jesus, when Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, writes us in Ephesians 4, that before he ascended, he established, and then we have the plurality of the five gifts. Well, what was in the heart of Jesus there, you don't see it today in the fivefold. The fivefold has become very governmental, but very governmental out of the order of God's government and theocracy. There is no theocracy in the majority of the fivefold ministries that you find around the world and the various networks and the various uh, streams, and you call them what you want to call them. The last thing that is in those is the governmental theocracy and order that God has in his kingdom. So as a result of that, we have one side of the church that totally rejects the fivefold, completely says, oh, that apostolic stuff, that finished with the disciples. There's no more apostles and no more prophets. That's one side. And then that you have another side that says, oh, no, it's all till the end. And this authority will have no end. And they quote Isaiah chapter 9, and, and they quote many. But, yes, it's true. God's theocracy has never stopped. It continues. I've always called it an organism that flows from the throne of God right down to the earth. There is an order. But in that order is the thread of the theocracy of God. So today, today we find that, that there are everywhere I've traveled in this world, I've, I come across leadership that is wounded, that is misguided, that has been abused, uh, leadership that, that, that has had it. They love the Lord. They love serving. They realize they have gifts. But because there's been all this out of order, dysfunctional so-called government, and you got to submit to my authority or to this, and all that has brought chaos, has brought wounded people, discouraged. I know hundreds of leaders that have just abandoned ministry and abandoned serving God because of the out of order function of what religion has allowed within its structures just to call something order and government. Most of man's government is board oriented. A group of men and women get together 
and they each give opinions and then they vote. That's not God's theocracy. And I finish with this, since you put me on the hot <laughs> I finish with this part. Everything that God has built and that we see it in the Bible, he always gave the instruction how, when to build it. He used his theo theocracy government and order to bring about his purpose and his will, everything. He never asked Moses, <clears throat> get your board together. He didn't tell Noah, go get the, your council together. Go get, no. He gave the instructions because he's a God that has a theocracy. He is the one that's in command. That's why Christ is king and Lord. That's why he is head of the church. I'm not the head of the church. Christ is. The moment I call myself head, in that moment, I have usurped the position and the delegated authority that God in his theocracy has given his son as king and Lord. So I'm thankful for this uh, session, and I pray that we'll have a, a, a good, because I believe that there are many, many men and women out there that have suffered and are suffering, and many that would love to even transition into what we've been talking about, the ecclesia, the, the kingdom. But their hesitance is because they've been hurt and wounded and gone down so many wrong paths. They don't want to fall in the same pit again. So it's yeah. good to have this conversation. And I think, I, I think it's, it's one of those, just like the others, it's one of those things that it's an ongoing conversation that has to be fleshed out. You know, um, I, there, I've been in sort of previous church conversations about what does governance look like? Why is theocracy different from another form of government and a government? And I've also come across believers who shun the idea of theocracy because they look at the history of the church. They look at the history of Catholicism, for example, uh, and the rudimentary forms of theocracy and say, oh, we definitely don't want that. So, you know, we don't want to get involved in a conversation about what theocracy looks like today. And in, in addition to that, you've got those who, who wrongly interpret, interpret the separation between church and state. Um, yes. And that becomes That's a massive thing. issue. And that, 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 that was one of the things that actually linked myself and, and Tim up, actually, because I, he had written an article on it. I'd written a blog on it um, and actually said, you know, it's really important we understand that the ecclesia reflects a state within a state and must, it is, it is fundamental and a priority that we understand the model of government that we need in order to reflect the dominion of Christ, which is crucial. So I'm going to ping that over to Charles now because I can't wait for Charles. Charles is on a run today. It's this session and then the next one. So Charles, over to you um, on the importance of understanding government and governance. All right. Um, I'll draw from where Dave comes from. And of course, it's good Dave started because then we got the famous phrase, the kingdom. <laughs> so whenever we get that from Dave, life just begins to get go in the right direction. Right, right. Um, <laughs> I think one of the things that has been a problem is that we, as, as human beings, we, we are stuck in trying to perceive things in our framework. It's always the problem. We have this, this bias. When you say government, you quickly run around and look at what you think government looks like. And then you kind of want to fit God into that model. And, and when you can't, you, you try and find which parts of it will God accept. Where are we okay? 
as compared to what can go away? What is the minimum we can throw away? And this comes from if it's benefiting you. So there's one posture where those who are benefiting from government will defend it with their life. Those who are suffering from government will want it destroyed. They won't yeah. have an option around it. So we kind of miss the whole point because we are dealing with two extremes, people who've been um, subjected to wrong government and people who've been implementing it. So that having a conversation with either one of them is still going to cause grief. So we have to step out of that box and say, okay, like like, uh, David began by saying, God's government. Now, God's government has to be brought down, not in the concept of an institution. Right. But in the concept of an execution, a process, a way that things work out in the context of what God had in mind. So it, it's governing towards something. It's not having a position. It's not having a status. It's not having an institution that everybody wants to get into. It's more accessing and benefiting from an operational system that will make life look like what God had in mind. So that's where the idea of theocracy comes in because when most people, when they hear the term theocracy, they hear on one hand, God, the big bad wolf who wants to make sure nobody misbehaves or theocracy to other people means take it away because it belongs to church, it doesn't belong in life. So until we kind of stop and say, Let's get the definition from the author, not give the author our definition to work with. Then off of that, we can really then build the concept of what we want to discuss. And just before I bring Tim in on that, I do think that there are some other elements, which, you know, when I talk about government, there's some other elements we have to think about. And the, I believe, broadly speaking, church and denomination have shunned that conversation. And now they're being forced into the limelight of a lot of... Um, on the ground particular issues and they're struggling to then handle that so some of the things is when we talk about government we're essentially talking about the administrative systems that have been put in place to manage the resources of society and 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 part of that then involves two things on one side it involves what the political ideologies are and then on the other side it involves what are the political um, systems in place to implement those ideologies. And I sometimes think that when people think of government, they sometimes misunderstand the the difference between government as an administrative uh, tool and mechanism from the political ideology and the political mechanisms that are enforced. And so what happens is when people reject government, it's not necessarily always because they treat the, they don't throw the baby out of the bath, they throw the baby out of the bathwater. So in other words, government, political ideology, and uh, political methods and strategies all get lumped together and they get pushed to the side. Now, it's important for us to understand that just like every form of government has its own administration, has its own ideology, and has its own particular strategy, so too in the kingdom of God, when we talk about theocracy, we're not just talking about theocracy as an administration, but we're also talking about the policy or the political ideology of that theocracy, which is commonwealth, and then we're also talking about the methods that are used to implement that amongst God's people. Um, and so I think those are really important elements that we must consider when we're thinking about government and that we can't afford to be ignorant about why 
the theocracy and the kingdom of God is different from the other forms of government that exist on the earth. And in some sense, why we then should back it up by supporting it when it comes to delivering it and making sure it's, con it's the continuity of Christ's dominion is reflected through it. Tim, just wanted to bring you in on that. Any thoughts? Designed by Citizens for Citizens, the Nation Builders app is designed for you to get involved with building the society Jesus had in mind. The app is built upon four principles, connect, communicate, community and collaborate. Connect through your very own digital profile, share your thoughts and ideas through engaging posts, videos and events. Communicate, develop long lasting friendships with fellow citizens through your own personal inbox. Receive real-time alerts on new comments, messages, likes, and friend requests. Community, our open-door policy means you can connect with online communities and special interest groups to fellowship together. Collaborate, our civic spaces focus on cultivating the civic life of citizens through community, education, governance, and enterprise. Don't delay, sign up for free now at www.nationbuilders.community or download our free Nation Builders app on Play Store. Yeah, I was thinking, uh, I, I couldn't help but think of some of the videos I uh, I watched, not that I was enjoying them, of individuals who were politicians. And I remember one lady in particular uh, on her soapbox saying that the, that the uh, church should rule the government. And she was making this big spiel about uh, the church ruling the government. And I have begun to realize that a lot of times when we hear that term theocracy being uh, spoken, there is a mindset among some is as similar to what Charles just said, is that, you know, we have our model of what we think that theocracy should look like. And so what we end up trying to do is think uh, a theocracy is us ruling the government based on my ideology is really what they're saying. You know, what I believe should take place. You know, I have, I, I believe this. So therefore, uh, God is supposed to be the one who is ruling things. And this is the way he's going to do it. And it always aligns with their political uh, presuppositions, whatever they believe. Uh, and, and so uh, what what is happening is we we're looking at theocracy from the wrong model strictly. Uh, we're looking at it from a, a, a fleshly, carnal mindset, and it's really who's gonna it's one upmanship. You know who's gonna be on top. My you know my God's bigger than your God. You know because you know uh, my God is the Republican God and yours is the Democratic God. And of course you know the Republican God must be better than the Democratic God or or whatever party you just decide to hang your hat on, you know, is that, you know, you're, you're building this theocratic mindset around your ideology. And what that is doing is, again, making a, a level of bitterness now among the world who is, you know, you listen to individuals on some of the newscasts who actually mock this concept of uh, theocracy because they're, they see it as this, uh, group out there trying to take over in the name of Jesus and make everybody submit to them. And uh, so then you get all these different subcategories of, uh, I think somebody mentioned in one of the other uh, uh, discussions about wokeness and all of these different things. Those are just outliers, they're just outcries of uh, uh, a, a misunderstanding of what it means to have God to be the one reigning all and in all and through all, you know, so um, that's, that's, 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I said absolutely agree. I think one thing I'm going to do is just just to help our attendees is to to understand where we're coming from. I'm just going to little just provide a little bit of description. In Restore Citizenship, we have what's called the government pendulum. And we use that as a visual image to help people understand the different forms of government. So we have theocracy at the top, which is which means rule by God. We then have following the, the fall, or I should say the rebellion of man into himself from God, um, God kind to mankind. We then see man seeking out to establish his own dominion. Even though it was promised by God, it was within the context of God's rule. Man is now seeking to establish his own dominion. And that dominion then moves like a pendulum from one extreme to another. It goes from what we would say is monarchy, which is sort of a, a rule by one, an autocracy rule by one, to oligarchy, which means rule by a few. Then it goes to um, republic, which means rule by law. Then it goes to democracy, which means rule by the many. And then finally, anarchy, which means basically rule by no one. It's the idea everybody can rule themselves. So what you find on the earth is you tend to find that as societies have arisen, the pendulum has swung from one form of government to the other. And the challenges with all of those forms of government that are not theocracy is they're based on either I and self or we and self. And so as a result, we are growing up, we are being born into societies that are sometimes a hybrid of particular governments, uh, but we're still experiencing self, which is underpinning all of that. So this is really important for us because I think what um, Tim has pulled out and what David is pulling out and what, um, what Charles has been saying is, is about, we've got to be careful that, we, that when we understand that we're called out into the kingdom, we must be able to define the government of God and why it is unique and different. Otherwise, we will be pulled into all of these vain um, back and forth winds of doctrine that come through the political ideologies of these other form of governments that are, that are essentially rising and falling on the earth through the city states. Tim, I saw your hand up, so back to you. Yeah, one, one of the things that you mentioned going back to the Genesis narrative, I think it's important to recognize the shift. You mentioned the different types of government, but there's a, a, a critical shift that we really need to, to look at. It, within the context of man being given his mandate, there was dominion. When man fell, it went from dominion to domination. Yeah. And once it went to domination, the government then was then uh, mirrored that domination thought. In other words, I have to dominate even from the beginning how we have, uh, you know, a lot of men have jumped on this thing, you know, that the, the woman uh, shall be submissive to her husband, he shall rule over her. I mean, I mean, but you go through all of scripture and you find men dominating and uh, much of the time of the, the covenants that God gave to, restore man back to himself there were many times he had to he worked within the framework of men's understanding to, to slowly bring them back even though it, it, it on the surface for us it looks like domination and so forth it was really getting man back to the place where he originally intended him from the very beginning uh and that is something that i i, I see that uh has been missed again we weren't taught this in sunday school uh, you know, we were just taught just to be good little people and and so forth, but to understand that God has a government 
and that that government is what that he he rules uh and that any corruption on our part takes for us out of dominion into domination which is actually a false version of what he intended from the very beginning mm. charles did you want to come in on that thought yeah i guess one, one of the crises that we're dealing with even as we unfold these processes is that and I'll draw from the political side. It's good you talked about the political because once we've walked this journey, terms have connotations. When you said political, I'm sure so many people's minds went secular immediately. They, they didn't think of politics as a, a context within which the kingdom can operate because the, yeah. only, um, the only expression of politics that they know is, is connected to probably some of the worst ideas possible. In, in the sense that, um, like I always say, politicians don't plan for the next generation, they plan for the next election. This is just how their brain processes stuff. And they have no friends, they have interests. So just as the way it works. So if that's been our exposure, when you bring the whole idea of politics within the kingdom, then people get into the crisis of church versus state scenario thinking. Yeah. And then for those who want to, uh, there are all sorts of stories in that space. And I'll just use one common one that comes out of a church that has subjected to itself to state, because we do have such a church too. There is, like you said, the church that wants to rule the state, but then there's the other church that has seceded to the state. Embedded in the state, church, I would say. Yes, <laughs> it's embedded. It's embedded with the state, and it will give you the weirdest of scriptures to justify this. We'll give you scriptures like Romans, where he talks about, for there is no authority except the authority set up by God. And the, the truth is, the entire context from Romans 11, 12, 13, 14, is speaking within the fivefold context. That's Every right. single part of it deals yes. with, with the gifts and callings without repentance, deals with staying uh, within your sphere of influence deals with functioning according to how you have been called and then coming down to the issues that now deal with the greatest authority and it doesn't say the greatest government it says the greatest authority comes from God and an authority here can be better uh, described as the rules and regulations of how things should work not a person or an institution <laughs> So like Tim said earlier, that there's this battle between the should we rule the church or should the church rule the government? I say the church and the government should be ruled by the theocratic system of God. So it, it, neither of them rules the other. They live by rules that are established. And these rules that scripture tells us, anyone who violates these rules has a bad outcome. This is not talking about government punishing anybody. It's talking about living in violation of a, of, of a, a rule established by God brings chaos in our lives, irrelevant of who breaks it, whether it's government or whether it's the church, so to speak. Because if you start getting into being in bed with government, then how do you answer Daniel defying Nebuchadnezzar? Then you get into a bind. Because then where does that fall? So I think as we navigate this process and get into the fullness of these separations, I think we need to raise government as an entity, more like when Joshua met the captain of hosts and asked the question, whose side are you on? And yes, the answer yes. he got was amazing, neither. 
neither, but I am now come. I didn't come to take sides, I came to take over. And I think that really should be the process with which we look at the issue of governance. God is not here to take sides. God is here to take over. Thank you for joining our fireside talk about the kingdom. My name is Frederick Tobin, and I hope this podcast has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to continue to receive fresh insight into the kingdom, click the notification bell to follow us. For further information about the kingdom, visit our website, www.unlockthekingdomwithinyou.com, to download your free ebook. See you soon.